Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. We're coming to you on this Friday afternoon here. We have a special guest in the house. Kelsey Heenan is here. She is one of the co-founders of HitMax and HitBurn with her husband, Dennis. They have worked with thousands of folks all over the planet on all things fitness, mindset, nutrition, and kind of everything wrapped up in between. So we're going to run her through our 21-question series and get to kind of know a little bit more about her what she does, and she can drop some value for you guys along the way. That is the goal. So without further delay, Kelsey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Love it, man. So let's do this. Let's jump into kind of you, your story, who you are, uh, you know, from, you know, a young kid to now, athlete-wise, how you got into fitness, you know, what you love about it, and kind of just who you are in a nutshell. Yeah, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm from a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota. And eventually moved to California for college because I was a basketball player. So I grew up loving sports. I played uh, basketball, I ran track, all that good stuff. And I knew since sixth grade that I wanted to go to California and play basketball. So that's what I did. And so played at a small school there and I, it, it was a great experience uh, at first. And then it was the kind of thing where the level of basketball was really high. And so it was a huge learning curve for me. And um, so I, I went through a lot of stuff pretty early on, which basically brought me to where I am today, doing fitness in the way that we do it now. So um, yeah, so now my husband and I run a brand called Hitburn, and we recently merged with a company called Hitmax. So we came together and we run this company where we write workout programs, nutrition programs, we sell them online. We also have an app called Hitmax now. So um, basically, but what brought me to the point where I wanted to really be involved in fitness was my experience that I went through in college. So. I was playing at a high level and there was a lot expected of me. I am basically a perfectionist by nature, a type A personality where I really liked having um, things done well and that was always really important to me. And so once I got to college, there was you know school, there was basketball, all of these new things all at once. And when the level was much higher than what I was used to, it became really challenging. And so uh, it was to the point where I was trying to figure out, okay, if I can't get playing time, I can be the most fit. So I really worked on how can I become more fit? How can I um, just prove myself on the court in that way? So I just started doing a lot of extra workouts, choosing really healthy meals, or so I thought. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I just really started focusing on that. And pretty quickly, it started going to the point where it became disordered behavior. And so I, I met my uh, husband, now husband in college, and we were, he played basketball as well. His name is Dennis, so I'll probably refer to him a lot. But Dennis and I um, met in college, he played basketball too. And after a while, Dennis started noticing these behaviors and these patterns, and that I started to eat less and less, started to restrict more and more, and that I started to lose a lot of weight pretty quickly. And he, he would say things periodically, but wouldn't pry or anything. And then eventually it got to the point where um, I, didn't realize it, but I had lost a ton of weight in just a couple of months, and it was the 4th of July, and we ordered a pizza, like regular people do, and I opened the box, and it was this huge pizza with thick crust and gooey cheese, and to a person who just is living life, that would look amazing, they'd be so pumped on that, but to me, I instantly was filled with panic, and I just burst into tears and was freaking out and I had no idea what was going on, but I, I he, Dennis was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I cannot eat this pizza, I cannot do it, I don't know what's going on, but I can't do it. 
And so that was the moment where I realized, okay, I think I'm having some sort of problem with eating because um, I, I just completely lost control at that point. So after a while, things kind of just moved on and I continued to lose weight. I worked out for hours at a time. I would eat less and less it was to the point where I really wouldn't eat anything all day. And um, Dennis said, this is serious. You have to either talk to your parents or I will. And so I called my mom that night and my mom flew out the next day. We went to the doctor and the doctor said that I had basically lost 30% of my body weight um, in a matter of months. And I have always been a pretty thin person, so I did not have 30% of my body to lose. And uh, she told me that my heart rate was so low that I could go into cardiac arrest at any moment, even if I went for a walk. So I had to completely stop all exercise in that moment and I needed to figure out how I could get some nutrients. And I, I should have been hospitalized at that point, but I, I wasn't. So Dennis and my mom and family basically came to the point where we needed to get me into treatment very quickly. So I went into treatment and it was a really challenging experience, but through that, it gave me the tools to be able to continue working on my health and my healing. And so after, you know, fast forward all of, through all of that pain and all of that hard stuff, I am fully healed now. And it's been almost 10 years since that point. And I feel really thankful and blessed to be where I am now. But that's why I'm so passionate about being in this industry now and helping create opportunity for people to feel healthy, to feel fit, but give opportunity where they don't feel so stressed out by food, where they don't feel like they have to work out for hours every single day, and they can um, live life well without having those pressures and understand how to listen to their bodies and fuel it well. That's a real deal, bro. So you're like the original transformation person, basically. I mean, you, you could say that. <laughs> it's yeah. just... It was a really crazy experience, you know, in July, it will have been 10 years since that pizza moment, and it's just... I mean, really... I cry when I eat pizza too a lot, so yeah. I don't see it as that... No, maybe I'm maybe a different you. experience. Yeah, yeah. What was, <laughs> I mean, like, what was like, a normal, like a normal eating day back then? Like, oh you wake gosh. up, and like, what would, an, what would a day look like? like? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or would you eat one meal, two meals, or no meals? So, yeah. Um, basically, my morning would be... Um, you know those little like Dixie cups that you get, like the little sip of water. Oh, like the dentist, yeah. Yeah, so I would uh, fill that with like basically a tablespoon of oats, and that would, and then I would put like a like quarter of a teaspoon of peanut butter with it, and that would be my breakfast. And then I wouldn't eat anything all day. Maybe I would have Dennis go to the cafeteria and get me some fruit or something, but I wouldn't really eat it. And I was too scared to go into the cafeteria. Like it was to the point where it was like panic attacks if I was like around food like that. Oh shit. Um, and so yeah, I wouldn't eat lunch. I would have tons and tons of coffee. Um, and then in the evening I would maybe have some dinner. So I would, I was basically vegetarian at that point, um, would have some vegetables, sometimes some chicken, something like that, but um, would never have carbs. I was terrified of carbs. God, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So like 500 calories a day or less. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy because it was, you know, I would, I would count everything, every little bite that went into my mouth. And it was the kind of thing where you, you count calories, you count macros to, you know, feel informed and to feel healthy. But after a while, it just spiraled into, okay, well, if I eat a little bit less, then I'll you know, be a little bit lighter so I can run faster and perform better in this. And it eventually just, you know, your thoughts twist and turn and it becomes like a super anxious experience when you know every single thing that's going into your body. And then, you know, you have those moments where the pizza is in front of you and it's a normal human experience, but it feels terrifying. Um, and that can happen pretty quickly. 
And like, what's like the lowest, the lowest weight, do you know? Um, yeah, so, well, I was 118 at one point, I'm 5'11". Um, living, living a little light. Yeah, yeah. It, but it went down even further from there. Um, that was when I went to the doctor that one time. It, yeah, it, it's kind of a crazy thing because like for a while they wouldn't, I don't know how low I got because they would make me weigh myself backwards so yeah. that I wouldn't see, see it. it. Yeah, for um, sure. And which I actually really appreciated because knowing numbers was, was terrifying for me. And so part of my healing experience was unlearning those habits. So unlearning that I needed to know my weight, unlearning that I needed to count everything that I put into my mouth. And that was scary and terrifying and hurt to go through, but it was really healing ultimately to not be overcome and uh, basically held back by those things. So do you like use the scale now? No. No. <laughs> Ever? No. no. And when I teach people, it's like there are so many other better ways to be able to measure progress. You track macros now? No. no. I practice intuitive eating and yeah. that's what I teach as well. And I, I understand um, the idea of feeling informed about food, but I also understand. Well, your situation is unique. Like yes. where average Rick comes in here, like he doesn't know. Well, here's the thing. Like some people are like, oh, I didn't know a banana had carbs in it. Right. I'm like, well, what the fuck did you think a banana was, bro? Totally. You know, but they don't know. And so, like, that's how we obviously go about it. But your situation is unique, for sure. Yeah. And, well, and, and I've, you know, developed some strategies to help people understand, okay, bananas do have carbs. Berries have a little bit less carbs. But you don't have to know the exact, you know, 0.5 gram to be for able sure. to, like, for the average person who's not competing in a, you know, physique competition or something. Like, how do you understand what makes up food without having to be ruled by it? Well, we say it too, like when people will, and we don't do meal plans because I think they're complete horse shit. Sure. I don't believe in it because A, nobody follows them and like right. nobody's going to live that regimented. And if you were, you wouldn't come to us anyway. I'm like, but when we read stuff like, oh, my coach gave me this and it's like eat nine asparagus spears. I'm like, well, what the fuck would happen if you ate six right. or you ate 14? Like, would it really even make a difference? Would you really even notice it? But yet again, to your point, people get this psychosis of like, oh my God, it has to be this. And I'll get people come in here and you probably see the same thing. They're afraid to eat carrots because mm -hmm. carrots have sugar in them, yet they just crushed Ben and Jerry's two days ago. Right. Right. I'm like, do we have such a huge disconnect with food and what it can do for us and where we're going? Kind of mind-blowing. Totally. Well, that's that's a huge thing, too, is just that mindset around food is understanding um, like a, a carrot, a whole nutrient-dense food, is very different than eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's. You shouldn't fear eating Ben and Jerry's, but like you also shouldn't fear eating nine asparagus spears, you know? So it's just taking those fears away with some simple education, and then you can be able to pick and choose foods to feel fueled, and then also enjoy life periodically and crush some Ben and Jerry's. I dig it, man, I dig it. So now when you eat, you just kind of wake up two, three meals a day, what do you do? What's your normal eating day now, on average? Yeah, so, so I basically, you know, most of my meals are whole foods, so. I eat a lot of meat, veggies, avocado, uh, sweet potatoes, rice beans, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'll, I'll eat a couple hours after I wake up. I basically use my hunger cues as a way to figure out when I need to eat. So it's not like I have to eat breakfast at 7.05 a.m. Otherwise, it's over. I, I basically just eat when I'm first hungry, which is usually around like 10 a.m. And then like on activity level or something, yeah, if so, you don't train. Yeah, and that's basically how I you know, fuel, is if I have a super tough leg workout, I'm gonna eat a lot of carbs after, and that's, you know, I'll feel fueled, but also that's gonna help me build more muscle. For sure. You drink booze at all, or no? Um, periodically. I just yeah. don't love how it 
makes me feel I don't like a hangover yeah. <laughs> but, but like for I'm, me, I'm familiar yeah you know, know. What I mean? yeah. you know the feeling yeah but basically like one of my things is just no food off limits so and which sounds like crazy to, to people especially in the health and fitness space like I'll say that and people will be like what are you talking about that's nuts but for me it's like taking those fears out of food and knowing that like I'm gonna choose whole foods most of the time but I could have alcohol if I wanted to and it's not like gonna make me a good or bad person or make completely derail my results for sure I dig it, man. All right, let's roll into, uh, we're kind of going on the 21 questions here. That's a lot of shit, man. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Life is crazy, yeah. you know, and just how you can use your experiences to be able to move forward in a, in a good way. No, I mean, that's badass to go from that to now being a person who preaches on the other end of the spectrum. It's, uh, that's pretty gnarly, dude. Mm, I dig that. <laughs> so let's go, number one, worst workout you've ever done. I've done a lot of terrible workouts. Um, probably every CrossFit workout I've ever done is the worst. Um, I mean, Murph is really hard. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have done that one. Murph's bad, yeah. Well, it's, it's and I'll say this on the internet. If you guys are doing Murph, please be realistic when you do it. Like, don't <laughs> send, don't post, don't tag me in some horseshit time that you did. And I watched the pull-ups and I watched the squats and you didn't do one of them. That's not what See, we're talking about See, that's my thing is I do the strict pull-ups. So it takes that's forever. why it's so terrible because yes. I, I don't, I can't do the kip. So. Oh dude, so I'll tell this story fast. So I was at, so I work at Reebok for the past 10 years. And so I'm at the only time I've done like legit, probably two times. The first time ever I'm at Reebok CrossFit 1 in Boston at Reebok HQ. And like everybody's there, like Julie Fouché, Spencer, James, all this. And we're in like a group. So this is like before Instagram exists. So like we're on there based off of like our blog numbers and that's what it was. And so I'm there and I'm like, not to be an asshole, I'm the fittest of the blogging people. Because sure. um, they're like fitness bloggers, but they're not really like fitness people. I don't want to make that negatively, they're, they're great. Um, but I'm in the group and like this is the first time I went through it. And I think the workout was like, like a partner overhead, 135 pound hold, while your partner did, I think like thrusters with it. And then you switch back and forth. Oh my gosh. And then it was like some weighted step ups. I think there were 50 pound dumbbells. And then it was uh, pull ups. And it was like 100 pull ups though like per person and the thing and I remember like I think it was like James comes to me and he's like how many pull-ups can you do in a row I'm like I don't know like 20 25 and he's like what and like the, and I'm like and so I'm doing he's like no you're doing like real pull-ups and I'm like I don't know how to kip first of all yeah. like I thought I did like a, t a year ago I'm like, like Colleen Foster's on the street here she's qualified for the games we're in Palm Springs filming this content I'm like I can kip and I'm doing like muscle up she's like no you flopped your legs a little bit like you have no idea what yeah. the fuck you're doing. I'm like, no, I don't know how to kip either. So the point is, is that like, if you really do Murph and you do pull-ups, and let's be real, anytime you're like running a mile after doing 300 air squats, that mile time is horse shit. Like your legs are done. And people are like, oh, I did it in 33 minutes. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> like when you add up the math of like 100 pull-ups alone, if you're a gangster, eight minutes. Right. Like that's, that's insane. And that's yeah. really fast. I'm like, so you do that plus the two miles. If you're at seven and seven minutes, I'm like, the time starts to add up really quick. So yeah, Murph is bad for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I dig that too. Let's do this one. If we finish this podcast and you stepped outside from a lottery ticket, you won 50 million bucks, what would you do with it? That's a great question. Dennis and I have talked about this before. And the first thing I would do is go to a financial planner because I don't want to end up like one of the broke like nice, <laughs> athletes. So I think that, I mean, that's that's probably not like the sexiest thing to say, but. If you need one, I got a guy. So yeah, per I'm sure you do. Um, yeah, so probably that, and then I would throw a big party. Nice, dude. I don't feel as bad now because you're the only other person who sounds like a big of an asshole as me about when they <laughs> won the money. Because I said, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like, 
our house will be paid off next year. So like that's our goal is to pay it off like, you know, within I think we'll live in like eight years, which is really hard to fucking do, by the way. And like you guys who are listening, you guys know. But I'm like, I would pay that off. I'm like, we'd probably do something else. Like, I said really nothing about like giving back to anybody. And every other than and then BJ could do the same thing. So me, you and BJ are all the same. But like so we're the worst. Tommy, Alexia, everybody else is like, Oh yeah, I would like give back to charity, this and this. And I'm like, nah, fuck it, dude. I'm not about the charity. I mean, I so. would definitely do that. But after I be, yeah. after I, well, it's like it's like when you're in an airplane, you put your mask on first. As long as I'm okay, then I can donate to everybody yes. else. But if I'm like homeless, broke, spent all my money, I can't help anybody either. So I respect, your, an- I respect your answer. Uh, let's do this. Greatest album of all time. Now, I'm old, so like CDs is like when I grew up. But yeah. If you well, can think of one. That's, that's hard. I'm, I don't know the best, but I'll tell you the first one that I bought was um, one of the Eric Clapton albums. Oh, nice, dude. I don't know why. I mean, but it just, that was the one that I picked. And then the next one is probably Destiny's Child. <laughs> so nice, I was all over the board. I liked that. I think my first CD was like Warren G. Regulate. Okay. Or Dr. Dre the Chronic. And my grandma like would buy me these, this place called Face the Music. It was really terrible. Um, I appreciate her for doing that. But like, you can tell how I'm so fucked up from that uh, at this song in life. But like, Destiny's Child is a, is a tough pick too. Let's do number four. In and Out or Five Guys? In and Out. Never been to Five Guys. Really? Yeah. I'll What's your thought? The fries at Five Guys are better. Yeah. I mean, They're, the fries are just okay. At, the Cajun know. fries at Five Guys if you go. Now, if you wrap the burgers in lettuce or a bun, there's a difference too. I'm really picky. Yeah. So, like, the quality of burgers at Five Guys in lettuce are better, I think. Okay. But if you're going to go with the bun, I would go with In-N-Out Burger for sure. And, like, I grew Fair. up in the Midwest. Like, we didn't have In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. And it was always, like, a thing. And then now when I'm here, it's... Okay. You're from Minnesota. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a Juicy Lucy? Oh yeah, the like what is that like Five Ace in Minneapolis? It's like the, the cheese yes, inside the, cheese the burger. In the yeah, I think the Five Ace Club is the original place yes. to ever do that. I think. I mean, there's a couple places that claim they're original, but I think that that I might think, be the actual. Yeah, it's original. like a ghetto ass bar. It's yes. not like super nice. Yeah, there's this dope. I'm trying to think what else is like Midwest, like goulash. We grew yep. up on that tater tot hot dish. Yep, I was gonna say every t- type of hot dish. Everybody <laughs> puts like ranch on everything. Yep, it's really strange. with their pizza. Yep. I mean every. I mean literally like for French fries, you name it, and then like uh, McGolden. <laughs> Yep. Which, like, they don't... And I think Iowa has it now. Maybe Wisconsin. But I remember, like, in college, I went to school, played basketball. It's like you. Like, we would have, like, our like roommates from Minnesota drive it down because we couldn't buy it. Yeah. And, like, still... And, it is, and I, we, I think it's, like, this great beer, but it's, like, cheap as shit. Like, it's not super <laughs> nice. But I'm, like, for whatever reason, like, I put it on a pedestal because we don't have it here. And I don't drink... These guys know me. My personality type is so addictive. Like, it's it's the worst case scenario. My drinking days are behind yeah. me. But, like, if we go back, like, once a year, like, I'll go to, like, a Twins game or something. Like, that's yes. that's my go-to. So good. All right. So what, so what were you like in high school? Just a normal athlete, popular kid, or something different? I was an athlete. I wouldn't say I was, like, popular, but I had a great group of friends. I had a super tight-knit group of girls that I hung out with all the time. Um on the you know those superlative things i won most well-rounded so it's probably pretty clean cut type kid <laughs> yeah i like that uh all-time favorite tv series oh, this is so hard um you might have one or two old old favorite that i could go back to anytime is the office oh dude yeah oh and we almost always have michael scott quotes but i changed it to around swanson today and if you see Which our is- if you see our sign we have oh it my gosh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, I was going to comment on your Ron Swanson. Other than like probably, and again, like I don't watch TV like ever. Uh, NBA Finals maybe it's probably it. So I never watch TV. And if my wife is here, I literally don't watch new shows because if I do, I'll stay up. So like if we yeah. watch something, we have to do like on a weekend because I wake up so fucking early. But I've seen every episode of The Office probably 20 times. Yeah. Because I'm I can fall asleep. Too. I can fall asleep to it and I know it. 
Yeah. So like every little thing, yeah, it de- is by far my favorite show. It's so good. That's so funny. I love it. That's impressive, dude. Because there's a guy here the other day. His wife bought him a shirt. It was uh, like shru- a shroot farm. Farms. Yeah, it's amazing. And I would awesome. get one that's like Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, I did that one too. It's good. Nice man. Worst job you've ever had. Uh, in high school, I was a ticket taker at the Minnesota State Fair. Nice, um, dude. Fried everything. Yes, absolutely. So it was, it was gate 14. That was right next to like the the farmer like part. So yeah. there was like cows right there. So it just reeked. Like the shit. Whole, yeah, it was terrible. Nice. That was probably the worst. I dig that. I haven't been to the Minnesota State Fair in like so long. It's... It's an epic one. Well, that's my thing. Like, because here we get all the places like, oh, it's we're gonna have like a you know taco fest or these different right. things or like beer. Like, why am I gonna go somewhere where like I'm gonna have to fight every natural instinct to eat shit the entire time? Yeah. And I'm an all or nothing person. It's like, yeah. I don't have like you know you have a friend who like he'll eat like he'll buy like ten cookies and he eats one like sure. that one asshole. I'm not that. I eat all ten. <laughs> I don't even try. Like Girl Scouts come to our house and I'm like just take. And this is a crazy thing. Our neighbors don't know. Like I'm never at home, so they don't know what I do or anything about sure. me, which is amazing. And I'll come out and they're like, do you want these cookies? I'm like, no, here's 20 bucks. Well, which ones do you want? I'm like, I don't want any. Just I'm just like, what out. do you mean? I'm like, because I'll eat them. She's like, that's okay. I'm like, it's not. I'm like, if we have to film videos next week, I'm going to look like a pregnant person with abs. It's not going to work. So <laughs> we tend not to do it. But yeah, I dig that, man. What's this one? Um, okay, so I guess we kind of know part of the transformation story, but is that like the thing that inspires you to live this way and do this way? Is there something deeper rooted in that or it's all kind of connected like, hey, here's my story, here's how I was fucked up and I want you know to make sure other people don't do the same thing or what is the, the tie-in? Yeah, I mean, that, that healing process was really important for me and I, I love you know, athletics and sports and fitness and all of that. And so to be able to provide opportunity and like teach people how to do it in a lifestyle was really important. So that kind of just led me to where I am now. And the average person you guys work with is just like the average Joe that's at home, works a normal job and just wants to like look better, move better and feel better, I assume? Yeah, yeah. We have, uh, you know, a lot of moms that work at home, usually, you know, in their 20s to early 50s. Um, but yeah, we, we have, you know, some brand new beginners, some people who are more advanced athletes, but mostly um, just people who just want to be fit. Nice. Uh, biggest fitness mistake you made when starting out? I mean, aside from not eating anything. Yeah, I mean, overtraining for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, I just thought more was better. And so I would just go run and run and run and run and run and then lift and lift and lift and lift. So like what would like a normal day look like, like back in the day when you really didn't know what was going on? Um, so, well, when I was sick, I would I would just go on run for like hours basically like two hours three hours yeah um, probably not three hours probably around like hour and a half something like that yeah. um it would vary on the day and then i would come back to the gym and dennis would be lifting with his guys and doing curls and shit yeah. yep just just doing the curls mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah and so then i would i would lift for over an hour um and and yeah. eat and eat no food basically yes. yeah that was basically it greatest hip-hop artist of all time gosh that's tough. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like anything you that can, you say, you people can, are going to be like, you can oh, go, that's you can go with your, You can go with your favorite. Yeah. I mean, probably the my most recent one that I listen to the most is probably what every girl in their 20s would say. Well, I'm in my 30s now, I guess. Um, Drake. No shit. <laughs> Do you hate me now? I mean, you guys pick what you pick. You know, I'm a Tupac guy. I grew up like when real rap music was real. Yeah, you know? but see, I'm old. So. Everyone who listens to that says that i don't mind like drake like it's fine for what it is but it's it's like pop. it's, it's like pop it's, yeah, music it's more pop me. for yeah. sure it's, and that. again they're they're great he's super talented i'm like but i'm just a, people are hating on him right now in the nba stuff 
I watched that last night too. I'm like, yeah. But do let the. I mean, dude, if you're like super famous and super rich, you want to sit courtside and be a fool. Like, I mean, Spike Lee did it, except he sat at the other side of the court, so it wasn't. Yeah, as it wasn't as aggressive. That's gnarly, man. Top three supplements you'd advise people to take, or what you take yourself, or if you believe in them, or if you don't believe in them, or your stance on the whole industry, you know, yeah. in general. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of great supplements. There's a lot of ones that are garbage. So. It really, I mean, high quality stuff is always really important. The things that I like to take, I take, you know, protein, I'll take BCAs, um, and then greens supplements are usually the most important. Um, vitamin D is something that I think a lot of people need too. 100%. What uh, protein you take? Whey, almond-based, plant-based? Uh, usually plant-based, but every now and then I'll do a whey protein. I don't have any dairy sensitivities, yeah. so that's not a problem for me. What plant-based one do you like best? Um, so, costs. KOS. Yeah. That's a, a new fave of mine. My wife likes the Vegas sports stuff. Okay. Nice. It's, I don't really love protein powder in general. But yeah. I think I'm a dude and I can eat enough. Most females. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm generalizing here. Most females don't eat, you know, if they're going to eat 100 grams, 150 grams sure. a day. It's a lot to chew on for sure. Yeah. BCAAs wise, what do you like? Uh, so there's one, our, our business partner with HitMax, his name is Michael Morali. Uh, he created one and so it's called MFIT and it's, it's really good, high quality ingredients. So that's what I use for BCAAs. As long as they don't taste like shit. They, yeah. We get a lot of stuff. They send us a ton of stuff every week, like yeah. different people. And I'm like, sometimes it's hard to tell them, like, it tastes like... Well, BCAAs are hard to mask the flavor. And so if you really mask it, it's probably not the highest quality ingredients. Oh, uh, dude, so. like the one... God, who's... Uh, the Skyvation makes one... There's so much fake sweetener in it, but man, it's like... A green Jolly Rancher. I mean, it tastes exact. Yeah. It is so fucking addicting. I'm just waiting for them to come out and tell me like 80 grams of sugar in it. Yeah. And they've been fucking me the whole time. I, I don't think they have it. It is amazing, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough to do. D3, I agree with too. We do yeah, the normal probiotics, fish oils. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Athletic Greens fan, but that's, yeah, Athletic Greens is great. It's the only one that I've tried that doesn't taste like ass. Like I'm yeah. just dead serious. Like, oh, and I, and I love a lot of people. Like, amazing grass is cool. Like, fresh is cool. Howard, I love you, dude. I'm like, but they just don't taste good. Yeah. And what we find is like, if you're feeling good and you're having a good day, you'll do it. But when you're having a shitty day, mm -hmm. you're not going to eat stuff that tastes like shit. Most people don't. Right. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, it's hard to stay consistent if it doesn't. You know, I dig that, if man. It tastes like garbage. And you take a D3 just for what? Just in case you're deficient, or have you ever been? Um, yeah, and you know, I live in Portland, so. Doesn't sun. There's not that much sun there, so. I've been deficient twice <laughs> okay. in the last ten years, and I live here. Yeah. Go figure, which That's is crazy. I think they say like seventy percent of people are yeah. deficient in D three, which is gnarly. Advice you'd give to your eighteen year old self today? Mm. Progress over perfection. Boom. I like that a lot. We tell it to our people all the time, which I'm not a perfection person. I don't yeah. even try. I'm a fuck up, and I know that. So like, I don't even care. But my wife is very much like you, very similar. Like, if it's not perfect, if it's this, if we go somewhere, if it's not sunny, it's this. I'm like, hey, yeah. you've never had a perfect day in your whole life. Like, right. you've never hit every green light. You didn't find a thousand bucks on the ground. Like, everybody wasn't nice to you. It just doesn't happen. Especially in fitness, for sure. Oh, yeah. Which you really try to be perfect in. I don't think it exists. And people always say, like, well, I need a perfect day of eating. I'm like, what does that even look like? Right. In oh, our reality. For sure. And we do, most people, and for you guys listening, it's, they're their own worst enemy when we see people. Like, we look in the mirror, we pick ourselves apart, how we look, everything. We didn't do this. I ate like shit today, so I'm going to punt the whole day. I'm going to start the next day. It's kind of a crazy cycle people yeah, get into. Yeah, the yo-yo cycle is, is really challenging. Number 13, best exercise people should be doing, but are not. I love the rowing machine. I think that's great. Uh, full body. Like, do you really love it? Well, no, like it, it's a love hate relationship. Like, you love to do a 2K? No. For time, like a PR? No, we were talking I'm, about I'm that earlier about how terrible you know. it is. Yeah. But it's also really great. 
it's easy to pop on. It's probably, I would say, the hardest technical thing to teach. Yes. Like for people to be really efficient. When I really break it down, like people will say like, oh, deadlifts. I'm like, a deadlift is a hip hinge. Yeah. Like I don't think you have to do barbell deadlifts. I think you can right. do pure motion. You can go dumbbells. You can use, there's a million variations you can yeah. do. You only can really roll one way. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for people to understand it's push, not pull. Um, just from a very basic standpoint. So like when you guys pop on a row, what is it? Just pop on for time, like do five minutes, 10 minutes, 1K at you do intervals. What do you typically do? We'll do a lot of intervals, but uh, we'll also do, you know, every now and then we'll do a thousand meters for time. Dennis is, he's a really good rower. And so <laughs> it, it's fun to like challenge him to those things. But yeah, mostly intervals. That's rough, man. What's the longest you've ever rowed? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Probably 5,000 meters, maybe. Really? Yeah. What's the longest you've rode? A marathon. Oh, no. Yeah. We did like last year. So on the 21st, you can do the, they'll do the half. So like on the solstice on concept two, they'll do it. And so we go through all the, the normal stuff they do. But yeah, I have not done it. I said last time, it's a miserable experience. I would yeah. say if you're going to do it, do the half first. Cause it's still about an hour and a half of your life. The full is like three See, hours. See, I just have no desire to do that. I like oh, respect you hard, but oh. I just have zero desire It's not, to do that. well, we got, so there's like some guys here we've met. One of the dudes here, he's a CFO of one of the hospitals. We met him, he was like 300 pounds, like just bag, yeah. of, bag of shit. And now he's an Ironman, like legitimately, wow. yeah. So it's amazing. So he was like, do you want to do it with me? And I never work out in the morning because obviously we work or we're doing content creation. And I came in here at 5 a.m. when dad, I get in a flight at like 11. So I came in here at 5 a.m. and we just rode a half marathon together. Wow. It's like that, the, the full marathon is worse. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first time like in that scale I'd done it like so quickly. I mean, I've never sweated so much like in my whole life. It's in your ass is so raw. I, don't, I hate to say it like grossly, but they, this, and this is what these there's tri- no other way to say it. No, and these tri- there's this thing called D's nuts, mm. and that's what it's called. And it's this cream you basically rub all over your junk, and it makes sure like you don't like basically just chafe your ass raw uh, from doing it. That's and good so to like know. yeah, and so all the tri guys do it because they ride the bikes for hours and hours and hours. But I said next time like if I could, I'll probably if we do the solstice again, which is the half marathon, I'll probably ski it. Which sounds okay. way worse, but at least when you ski, you can change the foot placement a little bit yeah. from like a hip hinge to a squat to a split stance. When you're on the row, That's you're it. you're trapped. Yeah, yeah. I do love it too. I mean, for low impact stuff for people, a it's like, and I do think the assault bike is the worst thing in the world. I go, but it's one of the few things where they don't really have to warm up. Yeah, they can just pop on it. They can do it safely. And short of like falling off the seat or right. like hitting your face in the monitor, right. like how can you really get injured? So nice, mm-hmm. dude. I do think people row. I just think they row incorrectly. Sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Like once you get the form down, though, it's great. It's rough, man. Number fourteen. If this fitness thing doesn't work out, what's the backup plan, man? Great question. I I don't know. I'd probably try and start some other type of online business. It, it's just like now that I've done it once, it's like ah, the whole world is before you. So yeah. I'm not even sure. I, I love what I do, so that's a really hard question. I know. I don't really have one either. Yeah. I didn't say that. Like, I would just, I don't know. Like, I love it enough. There's certain things I like about it. I could do other things. I'll put it this way. Like, I do it because of the people, and it's fun, and it's the enjoyment, and people always say, like, oh, and we can now make money in fitness, where I don't think 15 years ago it was even close to the same, because you think about, like, how many retired, you know, fitness people or coaches do you know? Yeah. None. Right. Like, it, does, it doesn't exist. Like, we're the first maybe slightly older, the first real generation that will get to do it. And that's had access to the internet at scale, yeah. which nobody had before. But yeah, what would I do? I'd probably just like buy like buy real estate and yeah. like be a landlord or something, like really basic. You know, I think I would I would try and start a travel show. Like make it like a YouTube series at first. And like Rick Steves. Do you guys know what Rick Steves is? 
I know who he is, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rick Steves is a gangster. I mean, he's, yeah. like, he's not super funny or anything, but it's, like, yeah. he's, we've been all over the world, so, like, we always take his little books or cool. his videos. Like, yeah, that's a dope. That'd be a good one. It'd be fun. I dig that, man. Are you guys travel a lot or no? Oh, we travel all the time. Where's yeah. your favorite place you've ever been? Iceland. That's your Probably. favorite vacation spot? I mean, well, it, it's just such a unique experience. It's unlike any other place on the planet. For so sure. you just feel like you literally have been transported to another planet. Um, so that's just like a, probably my favorite adventure spot. But yeah. I, I love Europe. Um, I love Japan. Um, I love everywhere, basically. Anywhere in Europe specifically? Um, I love France. I loved Nice, like the south of France. Mm. I love um, the south of Spain. Uh, we visited some extended family uh, in Sweden and so they brought us to where my great-grandpa grew up like the farm that he grew up in So that was like a pretty unique experience like before he immigrated to the US. Um, so that was really cool, too Nice, dude. Yeah, we just what was the last trip we took uh, Athens Santorini Mykonos Oof. That's far man. That's yeah. real like that. How many hours is that flight? From here so we went from here to where do we go here to Detroit Detroit to Athens and then once you're in Athens we took the speed ferries it's about the same time either way. When I say a speed ferry, it's like the biggest boat you've ever seen. Yeah. And you can get up and walk around. It's nice. But from there to Santorini, is probably four more hours from there. So, wow. like, it, you literally want to blow your brains out. And Athens, to me, is, like, it's not amazing. It's sure. like you go to see the Acropolis, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Santorini and Mykonos are super dope. Uh, but it's far, dude. I got invited to doing a fitness event there, like, six months afterwards. Oh, okay. And I'm like, no, I'm good, man. And yeah. I felt like an asshole because, like, you know, me at 18, broke-ass Jeremy would have been like, oh, my God, I would never leave the country. I'll never have money. And now I'm turning it down just because I'm like, I'm soft, dude. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, I watch, like, I think about, like, I'm like, I don't want to get back on a flight and, like, have to do fitness there, like, which is really an asshole thing to say because I'm like, then I watch, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, The Revenant. And I'm like, he's, like, fighting bears and shit in the middle of the woods. And I'm like, I can't get on a flight again for 10 hours. Well, but, but he wasn't actually fighting a bear in the woods, so. No. That's in your favor. I know. So, man. But, no, those are all, those are all good places, too. I, Iceland's on our list. I haven't been. Our friends went not that long ago. They said it was super cool. Yeah. Super clean, too. Yes, it is. Just don't go, like, right in the middle of winter, you know, spring or summer. Even though, like, it won't have as much snow, but it'll be much more enjoyable. Like, the snow, like, if I never saw it again the rest of my life, like, I wouldn't care. Like, my wife, like, loves Flagstaff, and it's super cool. I'm like, nah, bro. Well, it's great when you can pick and choose the moments that you're in it. But, you know, when you grow up in it... It's a miserable experience. Yeah, it's it's the worst. You're scarred for life, basically. Uh, What's going on the list? Where am I at here? Uh, Number 16. All-time favorite superhero. Ooh, that's a great question. I've always been a Spider-Man fan. I like that. Yeah, I'm a Batman fan. Okay, for sure. That's I like fun. them all, but if I had to pick one, billionaire orphan Bruce Wayne, I dig it. Yes. Cool beans. Uh, Seventeen. Pickup game: LeBron versus Jordan. Who do you take? I feel like I would choose Jordan because I wouldn't want to get hit by LeBron. So if I could, you know. Just try and get around. I mean, that I wouldn't get around Jordan, but who would you think is better, Jordan or LeBron? They're different. You can't you can't ask that question. I mean, that they're completely different players. <laughs> if you had to like pick one to make one shot for your life, for my life, Jordan. I like that man. Okay. Some people say LeBron here, the younger group. But yeah. I'm an old Ted man. <laughs> it's right. They're both amazing. Yeah, I, well, I, of course. I, I put it They're this way. Like, well, and people will argue back and forth. Like, if you ever watch, like, Skip and Shannon, it's the most ridiculous thing ever because Shannon just, like, I think he wants to marry LeBron. I go, but when you think about it, like, if you had a pickup game and you're all there and, like, you had the second pick and Jordan went first, like, you wouldn't be pissed you got LeBron. You'd be like, you know, it's cool. Right. I'll take him. 
But yeah, if I had a, it maybe because I grew up on him as a kid. But yeah, and he's I think a, that makes a difference. And he's a killer though. Like that's the thing. Like LeBron will be like, be your friend. Like Jordan's not your friend. Like he doesn't want to be. <laughs> like he hates you and he hates your life. Like his own teammates hate him, but he would win. So yeah, he knows how to win. Number eighteen. Do you ever take a day off of training? Yes, I do. I like, take lots of days off. Uh, you know, at least one day a week. Sometimes two days a week. Uh, recovery is really important. So I just you know, really listens to my body. If I need a rest day, then I take a rest day. And do nothing at all? Um, sometimes I'll do active stuff, you know, like a, a hike or a walk, something like that. But yeah, it just depends on how I'm feeling. And what's like a normal week of like training for you? Like not, and I don't want to say like the fitness stuff that we share, but like just the real, like your yeah. training stuff that you're doing that probably doesn't make the video cut, like your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through mm -hmm. Sunday. Yeah, I do body part splits, uh, you know, four to five times a week. Uh, so I'll do a few different strength movements, and yeah, I love I love lifting, so a lot of bodybuilding kind of stuff, and then typically some sort of hit finishers, so like eight to ten minutes, or you know, rowing a thousand meters, something like that. Yeah, for sure. What is the like? What is one or two things you hate? You do them anyway, but you're like, I hate these. Uh, I am not a fan of uh, barbell deadlifts. I just I don't know. I just never have been, but I still do them. I, I mostly, I'll, I'll probably default to like a kettlebell deadlift or a dumbbell deadlift, but I still do barbell. For sure. Mean. I dig that, man. I hate a lot of stuff, yeah. honestly. Um, what I do hate, you hate most? I hate split squats a lot. And I did them one, uh, I did them for an entire year, every day, um, probably two years ago. So we filmed a video, like a production with BJ, and I swear to God, you might have called the program split squats or like <laughs> meta ass or something. Because I'm not kidding you. I was like, so this is like the first, this is the first real workout video. So you go through like a mobility flow, whatever. The first night we're sitting there filming this and like there's like eight cameras set up. Everybody's there, Adam Campbell, who at the time was like running the men's health stuff. And I'm like, probably towards the end of this workout, the last 10 minutes, I'm like, I wanna quit. Like I wanna fucking just stop and like walk off the set. My ass hurts so bad. And you know like you're fucked when you're doing split squats. And the leg that's loaded is the one that's not hurting as bad because the back leg is so pumped full of blood. I'm like, dude, I'm so screwed right now. I remember like talking like to Heather, my wife, when I'm in the hotel, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it, dude. I'm like, we're on day number one. I'm like, I'm not going to make through this program. And like you end up making through it and it's whatever. But I'm like, my, my G-meads were so tight. Like my TFL, yes. I would push on it. Like I would fold like a lawn chair, like so oh. brutal. And I'm like, and I've been training. I mean, great. Obviously you're filming productions for the brand. So it's like, you're already fit. But I'm like, you just realize there's certain things that either you have a hole in your game or a gap or something. So I'm like, after that, I'm like, I'm gonna do split squats every single day for 365 days, whether it's heavy, body weight, whatever. Um, it does change you, yeah. for sure. But I, I definitely don't love them. I don't love the assault bike. Yeah, that's terrible too. Uh, and we ride it a lot here, yeah. like a lot of different protocols. It's pretty miserable. Um, I don't like rowing or skiing either. I like it if it's, I like everything if there's not pace to it. Like okay. people are like, oh, I love skiing. I'm like, well, if you really skied then. Like yeah. people are like, I like pushing a sled. I'm like, well, you do until it's 500 pounds. Like it's not, you know, I would rather lift, I'd rather deadlift 600 pounds once or twice than do 225 for 30 reps in a row. You know, yeah. like to yeah. me, the volume stuff. That makes a difference. Is that sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's miserable, dude. And we've done a lot of stuff here. Like probably what's, I'm starting to think of something miserable. Like the obviously rowing a marathon is bad. Uh, like done lunges for an hour before, like 60 minutes. Just to like yeah. see if you could do it. Yeah, because I remember like we're watching this guy. I think BG told me the story. There's a guy like uh, like Muscle Beach, California. He's an older dude. He's doing bear crawls in the sand, 
with the weight vest on for like 30 minutes in a row like not coming out of the posture for half an hour and i'm talking like high hips so it's like all shoulder dominant just yeah. over and over and over and he's like well if he can do that like how long can we do stuff for so and i'm just thinking like things are a low impact because i'm over 200 pounds for me to go running for an hour is possible and i can do it sure. but bang for your buck it's not the best use of my time so i'm like what can we do for 30 60 minutes in a row and it's like lunges we learn how to do for an hour in a row step ups we learn yeah. how to do for an hour in a row like really miserable protocols but it will change you. The amount of hypertrophy, obviously strengthening ligaments, like it's a lot. And so we just did a hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim cool. last week, which if you ever get a chance, like I would suggest it, but that would change your life too. Yeah. In a really, you'll realize how much you hate it uh, once you're down in the thing. But we did a lot of protocols like that. So I hate a lot of things, but I'm like, we'll still do them anyway because they elicit such a huge, huge change. And like burpees. I don't think anybody likes burpees, no. but <laughs> just my two cents. Uh, favorite cheat meal? Gosh, I I love burritos. I eat those. Um, pizza is always a good one too. You don't cry anymore on the pizza? No, I don't cry. No, you're good. Pizza. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good now. We're cool. Uh, burrito wise, like where is the place? I've never had a burrito in my life. I don't think. Wait. I don't think so. I've had enchiladas twice. I came well back in. Do you here. just not like Mexican food? Are uh, you not human? Or? I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, bro. So like, where do you go? Yeah, that's Taco, true. That's Taco fair. Bell. Well, you don't live there anymore. Taco Bell or Taco John's? Yeah, Taco John's. Six <laughs> six pack and a pound for you guys okay. out there. Yeah. Uh, where have I been here? Uh, like the Mission. Yeah. I'll go, which yep. is nice. Uh, I like Blancos, which is like Americanized sure. tacos. Ajo Al's, that's probably kind of close to real. Yeah. Uh, but I've never, I just never sat down and been like, because I like, you'll see the place, like, I'm not going to go to like, in the valley here where these places go like, Fulberto's, Emberto's, whatever. Sure. There's no way I'm going to pull up in there and order something and it's going to end well for me. I just don't yeah, see it. Yeah, that's fair. It's going to go in one end and it's going to be rough coming it's out. Yeah. It's going to be tragic, but... Yeah. My favorite place is a, a place in Portland called MF Tasty, and uh, the guy who works there is our buddy now. His name is Eric, and he makes this brunch burrito that will change your life. So if you ever come to Portland, that's it. I'm there like yeah. once a year. Yeah. Okay, well yeah. there you go. Pearl District, the whole shit. I know. Yeah. That. Oh, you know. I'm there. My wife's from Battleground. Okay. Which is like right out of like Vancouver area, all there. Sure. Yeah. I know all the little names like Yakult, Amboy. I know all the little shitty towns too around there. Uh, little small towns around there. They're all amazing, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Pizza-wise, what's the best pizza place uh, you've had here? Uh, Here? Yeah. Or your favorite pizza place ever? Ever. That's a great question. Um, In Portland, there's a place called Life of Pie that's really great. And then there's also a food cart um, called Goomba that has incredible uh, Italian food and pizza. Nice, dude. I'll put them on my list. Yeah. Greatest movie of all time or your favorite movie of all time? So there's a movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and that movie, I love it. It's just like beautiful. So uh, Ben Stiller goes like on this expedition basically, uh, and he goes to Iceland. And that's basically what inspired Dennis and I to want to travel because it just looks so cool and looks so beautiful. So it was kind of just a really powerful movie for us in our experience because we were like, okay, we want to build this online business so that we can travel, we can do all these things and have freedom and flexibility to be able to go wherever we want. So I love that movie just because it was pretty inspiring. Nice. I, I think I've heard of it or like seen a preview for it years and years ago probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like the best movie that was ever created, but it was just kind of like a cool thing for us. I dig that. And we'll go question 21. The number one thing you would tell like novice people starting out training wise, what they're getting into. Like if there's a piece of advice like, hey, do this, don't do that. Or like one or two tips that you would give them just to... I guess help them on their fitness journey. Yeah, so I work with a lot of women and so I would tell them to focus 
on building strength, like change the mindset to building strength versus trying to get smaller. And when you do that, it allows you to be able to put on more muscle and then that boosts your metabolism and all that kind of stuff. So the mindset piece is so crucial. And like I was saying before, like progress over perfection is, is getting all of these pieces of the mindset in the right place so that you can train more effectively, choose exercises that are going to help you build strength and change your body and allow you to just make progress in a you know, more beneficial way. And you see like any other like major mistakes? I mean, because you guys work with a majority of women, correct? Yes. Like for us, we typically see the women, they don't want to pick up heavy stuff because yeah. they have the fear of being too bulky and too muscular. Totally. You guys run into that or no? A hundred percent. I used to be one of them. And yeah, when I, when I decided that that was no longer going to be a part of my mindset, it changed everything. And so it, it's actually really empowering when women discover that and it's like, oh my gosh, I can do this and it's not going to you know change my body in the way that I'm thinking. It's actually going to help me. So, yeah. And we usually tell them like... And again, I think a lot of people there, dudes might go the other way. Dudes, sometimes they come in here and they think they're way stronger than they are. That's just because we're dudes and we're stupid. Um, <laughs> it's just the truth because we just have this ego shit. It's really sure. strange. And women are almost the other way where they think they, they can't pick up weight or they can't pick up load and they can almost do anything that we do in here. And I always tell them, like, if you guys were to just load the way that your body can actually load, you won't get big and bulky. You don't have the hormones and testosterone. And you don't yeah. have the base that's built. And again, you look at, and I tell him, like, look at your husband. He's probably been lifting for 20 years. Does he look like Arnold? No, he doesn't. I'm like, there's a reason for that. And if he can't do it with hormones, how can you? I go, but if you were just to load how your body could, you probably would look actually the way that you want to, not the way that you think you're going to look. Yeah, I completely agree. Just crazy enough, man. Yeah. Um, Awesome, dude. I dig that. Anything else you want to share with these guys? Any tip of advice or anything that you would say, hey, here's what I would tell you guys if you're looking to get fit, to get healthy, here's my number one thing to take with you or something um, that you would share with them at all about yourself or fitness in general? Yeah. I mean, those things that I just talked about are probably some of the most important things to me is just figuring out like how can you create a balanced life, a life that you want, because that looks different for everybody. And so figuring out, okay, what is your goal? What are, and what do you want as your lifestyle? And then figuring out how to cater your nutrition, how to cater your workouts to be able to meet your, you know, meet you in the middle to accomplish that. Because um, yeah, balance is key and it can be created, but it looks different for everybody. 100% man. I think we tell these guys all the time, like if it's not sustainable, it's not attainable for mm -hmm. obviously the long haul. And I, I think for most people, and it's weird because fitness is the only thing like this, where I can't go to anybody else's job and be awesome in three months or six months or a year. Like I just can't learn how to be an engineer in, in 12 months. I can learn the basic stuff, but I'm just not great. And fitness is the one thing where we want it to happen in four seconds. Mm -hmm. It actually does happen super quick. So what we say, like people underestimate what they can do in 12 months, but they overestimate what they can do in like 90 days. Yeah. And it's it's an insane thing. I don't know if it's, if it's us as a professional industry doing people a disservice, like saying, hey, you know, buy this program, do this, and you'll look like that. It's not the reality of it. Right. And you're gonna look however you're gonna look, and there's give and take with it. If you come in and say, I just wanna like look better, it's a relative term, I'm like, but it can happen in three months. If you're like, I wanna be on the cover of, you know, shape in three months, and you're 80 pounds overweight, it's probably not gonna happen. Right. So having like a realistic time frame and something that we always say is a sustainable lifestyle, not putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound, I lost 22 pounds in a month, but I gained it all back because it's at a scale that I can't keep up with right. for the duration. Easy right. enough, man. Um, awesome, dude. So where can these people find you if they want to stalk you and be creepy and, and learn your life? <laughs> yeah, so my, my personal Instagram is the Daily Kelsey. You can find me there. I talk a lot about the relationship with food and exercise and how to create a life that you want in that. Um, and then my, my business brand is called Hitburn, and then we just merged with Hitmax. So you can find us on Instagram there, and then hitburn.com 
is an easy place to find all of our programming. And then we also have an app called Hitmax, so you can find that in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Nice, dude. And you guys have Facebook too, I'm assuming? Yep, so so our main Facebook page is called Hitburn, so you can find all of that good stuff there. And the stuff you guys share typically on there, like normal workouts anybody can do, is it loaded, unloaded, or it's kind of a mix of everything? It's a mix. So with with that side of the business, we, we mostly focus on interval training, but we will include some weighted stuff, and we have some programs where it's resistance training with a hit finisher, things like that, where it just kind of depends on the goals, but a lot of it is based around interval training. Very cool. And so like someone signs up, like Jenny in Omaha, she wants to do something, she can just log on, she gets the stuff, and it's all things that she can do anywhere, or is it home-based, gym-based, or you guys give them a mix of that too, like on the consumer end? Yeah, so in the app, a lot of it can be done anywhere. So you can do it with body weight. We also have these resistance bands that are included in a lot of the programming. So a lot of it can be done at home. And then we also have a couple programs that include dumbbells, one that includes barbells. So if people want to build strength and muscle in that way, they could also do that. Cool beans, man. I dig it. We'll link uh, all this stuff for you guys. You can reach out to me, shoot me a DM. We'll send it, uh, we'll put it on our email list when it comes out. We'll throw it on the blog so you guys can find it easy enough. We'll film some stuff for IG so you guys will see her on there probably, depending on when you listen to this, either today, tomorrow, or in the next handful of weeks. Or if you're listening to this a year later, you guys will see it then too. So, <laughs> um, appreciate it, man. Uh, all awesome stuff. You have a great story, dude. It, it's real shit. You're like the original transformation. That's basically how Jeremy Scott Fitness came about too. Very similar uh, background, except I I didn't cry about pizza, but I cried <laughs> about plenty of other things though. So I dig it, man. I appreciate it. Um, you guys rock. Love what you got going on. And uh, we'll blast this out here shortly. So if you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment and share this with your friends and tell them it's the greatest podcast you've ever heard in your life. If there's anything else you guys want to hear specifically, shoot me an email, DM. I'm happy to record it if I can. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.